in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are in the Ingalls studio. And as always, the first hour brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Jeremy Green, what a weekend it was. Oh, my gosh. Who would... Wait, wait. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. I remember when wow. Donald Trump got elected president, and I kept <laughs> saying that out loud, going, it never makes sense. <laughs> I've been doing that with that phrase all day long. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. The last time it happened in my life or in our lifetimes, uh, I was six. Jeremy, you were what? Two? You born in 1986? Uh, I was born in 87. Oh, you were born in 87. So you were, so one. Wow. Oh, man. Cincinnati Bengals off to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford. It's almost as unbelievable as the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl to say that Matt Stafford is the quarterback in a Super Bowl. But we have all of it set here. Cincinnati against the L.A. Rams. Wow. And they were great games. And... I never thought I would say this. The reason the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl is because of their defense. Uh Uh-huh. The 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 defense is what did it. And I knew knew somebody would take the victory lap of, oh, see, you don't need to change the overtime rules. Yep. Okay. So I have to say this. If you thought it was stupid that we wanted to change them mm-hmm. based off one outcome, I'm going to conversely say it's stupid for you to think we shouldn't based on one outcome. You had the perfect example of why the why the system is flawed last week in the divisional round, and then this week you go, oh, wait, that's the thing you're supposed to do. Defense. Oh, yeah, you're supposed, you're supposed to, play to play defense. Oh, yeah, that's, teams still do that. That's the thing. The Cincinnati Bengals did what the Buffalo Bills could not. And that was rattle Patrick Mahomes, who had a god awful second half. He was terrible. He was, t- he was seven of twenty in the second half. Yeah, he was darn near perfect throughout the first half. Only you know he only had like two incomplete passes and thrown you know thrown for three touchdowns and all that. We were talking about it at halftime during our uh, our live stream reactions, which went wonderfully. We appreciate everybody who tuned in for that at thesportsocracy.com. By the way, click on that live video link. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. But, I I mean, we talked about how perfect Patrick Mahomes was. And in the second half, Cincinnati and their defensive scheme just befuddled him. I often say if if you'll show me the quarterback's box score, I can tell you how a game went. Mm -hmm. This is one time I couldn't have done that. If you had told me Joe Burrow was going to throw for 250, 
two touchdowns and a pick, I would have said, oh, well, it was a fun run. Mm -hmm. But there is something about that kid. And you saw it yesterday on the biggest stage there is. He out-Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. Mm -hmm. What we are so used to seeing Patrick Mahomes do is the pocket breaks down, you can't tackle him, and there he goes, just squirts out for the first down. Bro did it twice. Right. And the thing I have said about Patrick Mahomes that will eventually get him, got him. Mm -hmm. You cannot spin around behind the offensive line and not expect that somebody's going to ring your bell eventually. And he loves to do it so much. I mean, it's it's playing into that. Uh, well, I mean, this is all the criticism that we lobbied lobbed at him at the beginning of the season when they were having so many troubles and he's relying on that magic man routine, holding on to the ball forever. And you got to give Cincinnati credit for that, for you know making it difficult for him. That second half um, uh, game plan was just brilliant. I don't know that I've ever seen a quarterback in NFL history that the less pressure you bring against him, the harder it is on him. Uh, Well, I could argue there have been a few of those. The thing that Cincinnati did so well yesterday was make the timely play. Mm -hmm. Jesse Bates, play of the year. The play on on the pass in overtime that wound up being intercepted is one of the best pass defenses i think i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and you're and now you're here (laughs) the cincinnati Bengals are going to the super bowl yes they are no matter how many times i say that it's going to sound weird to me 27 to 24 they take down the uh well I, i mean the kansas city chiefs four straight afc championship games and now now you're looking at a two and two record in those AFC championship and games and only Bowl. one Super Bowl win. Yeah, so now in the Pat Mahomes era, in the in the rookie deal era, he won one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've got to be prepared for. And I'm saying that directly to Cincinnati Bengals fans. Do not think that just because you have Joe that this is let the good times roll. This is going to be the hardest decade in the history of this league to get to Super Bowls. Especially if you're in the AFC. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you're in the <laughs> NFC, everybody seems to not want to play anymore. Right. So. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's phenomenal. It's a great feeling. You know, Cincinnati Bengals fans uh, reporting everywhere. You know, I'm I'm not crying. You're crying. And you know what? You go oh, ahead and cry. Oh, it was fantastic. I'm just, I, okay, I'm going to say this. NFL. Get your schedule right, all right? Because you didn't do that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Kansas City-Cincinnati should have been the late game. Should have. I don't care how you rotate this. I don't care. That's kind of like the Rams being the road team in their own home stadium. That's stupid, okay? Can we stop doing that? (laughs) You have to switch off every year. No, you don't. AFC gets home I always say this to baseball. It's like the stupid uniforms that baseball would put out for the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. Just put them in their own uniforms. We get it. We understand completely. But Kansas City, I I felt like yesterday was, the first game was just a roller coaster. And the second game was just, Yeah. It was just bland as, as all get out. I mean, the end was, the the end was good. The end was good after, (laughs) you know. Los Angeles making the comeback because I started live betting the Rams and I just kept clicking the button. (laughs) I don't even know how many times I eventually bet it, but it was a lot. Right. 
Uh, again, just like in the Tampa game, who's got Cooper Cup? You got him. I got no. I, I oh, there he goes. Touchdown. Two touchdowns yesterday for Cooper Cup. He's he's amazing. And, and later this week, we will have a montage for uh, Cincinnati Bengals fans. All of our just awful takes, brutally yeah. bad takes yeah. on Cincinnati. Oh my goodness! At the beginning of the season, we're talking about how this is going to be a two-three three win wins. team between the two of us combined. Three wins. Yeah. Do you know what their odds? I said this on a live stream last night. Do you know what their odds were to make the Super Bowl? No clue. Make it. So not just win it. Just win. Make it. Win the AFC. They were plus 15,000. That's unbelievable. There were two teams in the NFL that had longer odds. And it was the Jaguar, or it was the uh, Lions and the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars weren't one of them. Mm-hmm. And the it was the and the Cincinnati Bengals were the team with the least amount of bets put on them at the beginning of the season oh, yeah. to win and it. You knew, I, and I knew last night. I said it in live stream. I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing the some better in Cincinnati put fifty dollars on the Bengals and now has a billion. Yeah, and some casino just had to sell the tiles from the bathroom to pay it off. But think about that for a second. More people thought, or, or at least had enough faith in. The Houston Texans to put bit, bets on them well, those that they were going to win the stupid. Super Bowl rather than the Cincinnati Bengals. And here the Bengals are sitting in the championship game. They're, they are going to the Super Bowl in L.A. to face the Rams. And so that brings up the question, is this the greatest underdog story ever? I'm going to say ever. I, I've looked all day. I have tried my best to find one. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a great story with Joe Burrow, you know, uh, missing out on most of the season last year with the ACL. He he does the recovery. Remember at the beginning of the season too, we were all talking about, oh, I wonder if he's got the, I wonder if he's got the confidence in the knee that he's going to go out there and he's going to be scared. Remember there were reports coming out of spring or uh, uh, training camp that he was a little timid. And that was the big narrative was can Joe shake it off and come back? And then he comes back and has a historic season with his new favorite target, Jamar Chase, who we all said they should uh, should have drafted Penny Sewell rather than drafted a wide receiver in the top five. Oh, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you at halftime yesterday, that was looking real like I was accurate. Right. And then you just go step by step as they continue to win. A month ago, they pulled off the upset against Kansas City. That that was the moment that made me believe, yeah, I think these guys do have a shot. Now, do I think they're going to be able to come back and beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs? No, I didn't. Didn't believe they were going to do it yesterday. I, I told you they, I thought they'd keep it close, but I didn't think they could win it. And now they're in the, now they're in the Super Bowl. The only thing to me that comes close is the St. Louis Rams from 99? There, there, the, there are three. Right, there are three potential answers, and I feel like people have revisionist history with every one of them. Okay. The 99 Rams were supposed to be good. They weren't supposed to be good with Kurt Warner. Right. They, they were supposed to be, be good, good with Trent Green. Green. Right. That team was still supposed to be good. Right. But they were but they were a last place team the year before. They and were they like were, four the, and twelve. And then they put they gave the big money deal to Trent Green. Mm-hmm. Dick Vermeil's there. All I mean, there were things in place there for that team to be good. I mean, I'm not sitting here telling you that anybody thought they were going to win the Super Bowl, but nobody no. thought they were going to win two games either. No. And they definitely didn't think that you were going to win the Super Bowl after Trent Green gets hurt and Kurt Warner comes in, uh, you know, off the shelf, unknown dude Literally. from the Arena League. 
and the local grocery store. Yeah, he was working at a lesser grocery store. He did not work at Ingles. <laughs> Has that movie come out yet? I, I don't know, and I don't oh, care. Okay, they I'm don't use serious. real NFL uniforms, so I'm just in in protest. I I refuse to watch it. <laughs> if you're going to tell an NFL story, spend the money. Yes. All right, go get the real jerseys. Okay, don't make this look like a movie off a wish. Agreed. Um, but I mean, that's the only thing close to me. Well, is... there, there are a couple more, and uh, and they're paying our. our or no, let's see who said this i lost track of who said it i know somebody adam black brady's first year oh one mm-hmm. there's revisionist history there too because okay. that team was not bad they had not been particularly good but they still had drew Bledsoe. the division was in tremendous flux mm-hmm. uh because parcells had just gotten he had just been with the jets for a couple years he had stepped down and now you have this just whatever this is the one that i look at and go you know and maybe this is why i love this i have grown to love this Bengals team i have adopted them as my own we are doing a a super bowl uh festivity i fully plan on wearing Bengals garb to this indeed thanks to uh scott cutshaw yep me too uh the only the only lifelong Bengal fan i've ever actually met mm-hmm. we have a lot in our comments but i've only ever met one right it's the 69 Jets. That's the only uh, one that comes close in NFL history. Now, were they projected to be god-awful at the well, beginning of the year? Well, they were an NFL team. When the league merged, they were in the lesser league. Right. And then Joe Willie Namath shows up and leads them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the comparisons between these two are insane. Okay. Because Joe Burrow kind of reminds me of Joe Namath. Highly He's overrated. Got, I will slap <laughs> you. <laughs> Highly overrated quarterback from the SEC? That doesn't sound like Joe Burrow. I will fight you on camera, and you won't like how it goes. (laughs) He's just got that air about him. Right. The the, the cigar thing. Did you hear his answer when they asked him about his chain yesterday? No. They asked him if his chain was real diamonds, and he said, I make too much money for fake. Heck yeah. And I I want to be best friends with Joe Burrow. (laughs) Joe Burrow and I could do karate in the garage, no doubt. Right. But that's what this reminds me of. A team that had no shot from every angle. I mean, mm-hmm. any way you look at this, you could not possibly have thought this was going to happen. And here you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to level with it. I'm not, I'm obviously not making a pick a week and a half before the game. But I'm not going to lie to you. I see a path that they win it. And I think it's a pretty strong path. Could be. They were the most impressive team I saw yesterday. It wasn't all that close. Mm-hmm. That second half is the best gear I've seen any team that was left yesterday have. Yeah, I would agree with that. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about what happened to Kansas City. But this is really, this is Cincinnati Bengal time. Indeed. I the wish year, I knew how to icky shuffle. In the year I'd... of the Tiger King, we saw a tiger. Now we're seeing another tiger, and that tiger might win a Super Bowl. <laughs> For the first time since 1988, the Cincinnati Bengals go into the Super Bowl. And the question that remains after yesterday's comeback victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, what happened? What happened to Patrick Mahomes? He had a Herculean effort in the first half. And then the second half, Cincinnati made him look like he completely forgot how to play football. We'll talk about what changed up next right here on ESPN Asheville. 
Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties cheese at crackers, two for $6. Select sizes and varieties Dunkin' Bag or K-Cup Coffee, $4.98 each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Cot? Right you are. ESPN Asheville, Tank Spencer, and Jeremy Green with you. You are in the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, and you can join the House of Reprehensibles, where it is decided. Uh, We have this very cool new gavel that our wonderful listener Clay sent us. Uh, I'm it's the first producer ever of this show, Classic that's right. Clay. That's right. Classic Clay sent us, and it's personalized. The Sportsocracy House of Reprehensibles in gold all around it. You can see it on the uh, YouTube stream right now. And it's, uh, I mean, it's official. It's official. It's pretty sweet. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We've, got, we've gotten some cool gifts over the time of doing this. <laughs> that's one of the coolest ones. <laughs> it is. So thank you, Clay, for that. And, and and yeah, sure, we will accept. Uh, we'll, we will accept your gift. Oh, so. totally. <laughs> I uh, mean, shameless plug here. And I'm not gonna lie; it gave me an excuse to make a Creed opener. Oh god. Oh yeah, I made a TikTok video. A court is in session. And he was making it when I got in here this morning, and it just kept playing over and over. And I went, "Wait a minute." is your computer broken or is this a new type of torture you're just Uh, yes i'm not gonna lie i was doing it to annoy you okay i just wanted to make sure i mean i felt like uh i felt like really like the open to that song i felt like that open of uh, or that uh, episode of the drew carey show where they were all inside drew's house and they kept playing panama by van halen out the outside well look i I mean i've said this before and i'll say it again creed is the one of the most underrated bands of my lifetime in the happy hour today, we will discuss the most overrated bands oh, of all and time. and y'all are going to want to tune in for this because oh, we're yeah. going to fight. Oh, yeah, and we're going to make a 16-team bracket of the most overrated <laughs> bands because I'm not going to lie, once we threw this question out, I realized there are way, way more than I thought. Somebody said the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I went, I hadn't even thought of that, and you are so right. True. Very true. So we'll do overrated Somebody just yelled bands. at the radio when I said that. On that a, won't be the one that I say that annoys you the most. No, it won't be by a long I thought, shot. I thought sports freak Brian Hall was ready to fight. He was. Earlier. He was ready to fight you. Uh, so we will have a musicocracy Monday in the uh, web only hour, the third happy hour of the program only available online on youtube the sportsocracy.com the kansas city chiefs folded like a cheap lawn chair yesterday in the second half against the cincinnati Bengals. 27 24 again Bengals are going to the super bowl still feels weird to say but it's true but it's weirder to say that patrick mahomes failed i mean we're just not used to that we were all shocked by the super bowl last year I'm a Tampa Bay fan here, and I was sho- as shocked as anybody that he was a, he, that, that Tampa was able to shut them down offensively the way that they were in that 31 to nine loss. Here's the thing: I can't wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Why is this so shocking to people? I cannot, for the life of me, figure this out. 
It's because you didn't think Cincinnati could do it. You didn't think that they had the horses on defense to be able to take Tyreek Hill out of the game, to take Travis Kelsey out of the game. But that's not what I asked. What I asked is why is it so shocking that Pat Mahomes had a bad half? There's this narrative that he's just infallible. Right. No, he's not. I've heard Dan Patrick, he did a loop on Jordan. Of people have this thought that Michael Jordan played for six years and he never missed a game winner. Right. It's not true. It's flat out patently false. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I'm kind of shocked it didn't happen before now. And I, it raises a question with me for Patrick Mahomes. He has some really bad habits. Mm-hmm. I mean, categorically terrible habits. Mm-hmm. And I could make the argument that his success has played into them. We never look. I've been doing the draft for this is now my eleventh year. Mm-hmm. I never said the term arm angle before Pat Mahomes ever. I never said it one time. I'd never even heard it before. And there's a reason for that because it's incredibly hard to be accurate that way. I've never seen a quarterback that could just turn their back to the line of scrimmage and bail out and slip away. If you keep tempting fate like that, eventually somebody's going to get you. I said that on this show last week. I did not think it would be the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought it would be the LA Rams. Aaron Donald comes up the middle. He does that spin around and just gets lit up. Well, it did happen, and it happened with Trey Hendrickson. And I'm telling you right now, he was not the same after that. I think it was in the late third quarter, maybe the beginning of the fourth. Mm Mm-hmm. He does the spin around thing and he turned the wrong direction. And there was Trey Hendrickson to knock his block off. This shouldn't be that surprising. I think Tom Brady broke our brains. He was in the in the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, so many years in a row that you just don't think these people can lose. Mm-hmm. It's not true. And it's going to happen a lot. And now that he is going to get exponentially more expensive i hate to break this to kansas city chiefs fans the best team you will ever see him have is now past present it was last year's oh it's not gonna it's not gonna be when he's making 50 million dollars right a 200 something million dollar salary cap right that's not how this is gonna work but i mean if you're really honest with yourself about kansas city they can't run to save their lives okay they had a couple good games one against a pittsburgh steeler team that looked like it was on its last limbs but at the end of the day you're counting on Jarek mckinnon you can't miss on draft picks like clyde edwards alaire and not assume that it's eventually going to catch you right i think they hit on nick bolton the team's still in great shape but you gotta know this is about to get exponentially more difficult for Mm -hmm. you that bills team is good and they're going to be good for a long time yep this cincinnati Bengal team they're two years behind you Three years behind you, actually, with the option year. Mm-hmm. And they're in the Super Bowl right now. I haven't even mentioned New England, Tennessee, Baltimore. L.A. Ah, that was the one I was sitting there going, I don't <laughs> want to say that one. I don't want that to. But it counts. Of course. And you have to understand that there's going to have to be an evolution of Pat Mahomes. I know he's been otherworldly. He has done things that do not make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten by with it for a ridiculously long time. Well, yesterday he didn't. 
all of those things came to roost at one time. Yep. I mean, I mean, I would say they, of course, they all culminated in yesterday's loss. But we saw shades of it in the early going of the season mm-hmm. when he was having all of his problems. He was throwing all the interceptions. We talked about it of what defenses are doing to figure him out. And then they made the return and they, you know, they, they won a whole bunch of games in a row and they climbed back to the top of the AFC and we went, okay, everything's fine. But then yesterday it was right back to what we were seeing earlier in the season. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions in the second half. They're, they're not bringing as much pressure. I mean, I get that Patrick Mahomes made a whole lot of bad decisions, held on to the ball too long, turning his back to the offensive line, all that kind of stuff, but that offensive line wasn't good either. I mean, they were sending three with pressure with a spy, and then they were dropping everybody else back, and it just took so long for the play to, plays to develop that by the time he found somebody or there was anybody to be found – most of the time, he was already engulfed in the pressure. It was a brilliant was scheme in the second half by, by Cincinnati. Right. And I'm not going to lie, I think you basically tipped off exactly how to defend Pat Mahomes. All I have to do is collapse the pocket on you because I yeah. know what you're going to do. Yeah. I have four years of evidence here of exactly what you're going to do. And it's what they did. Because the one thing I haven't heard anybody say, how many delayed blitzers did Cincinnati send yesterday? There are a few. It was a ton. Mm-hmm. They didn't always get home, but they would send that initial surge. There would be a, a whether it was a spy, whether it was a, a linebacker in zone, whatever the case may be. Corners. They sent corners. Somebody several times. was just sitting there waiting to barrel down on him. Yep. And it's a brilliant game plan. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not trying to slight Pat Mahomes because that would be a fool's errand. He's been fantastic. He's going to continue to be fantastic. You just need to understand. The terms of this game change exponentially next year. Because now your ability to go get a Melvin Ingram, uh, good luck with that. Tyron Matthew, good luck with that. Yeah. You have one player that's going to account for 25% of your salary cap. So you better keep drafting guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, and they were tremendous. They had one of the best draft classes in the league this year. Mm-hmm. You got to be in that market. You got to be in that market like Tampa Bay was. You got to be in the market of trying to find guys who want to win now, and, and are going to come losing, and are going to come sign for cheap. And you're losing a lot of guys in your front office. This is the this is the one way that I've always said the NFL has a competitive balance that is second to none, because good teams get picked apart in no time. Mm-hmm. Coordinators, front office guys, scouts, they all get elevated because they want the secret sauce that you have. Kansas City just lost a, a a front office guy that took a GM job, had another one interview. I'm not in any way sitting here telling you that this is the end of the Kansas City Chiefs. I've heard some of that, and that's absolutely insane. But, I mean, you do have to look at the fact Andy Reid's getting older. Andy Reid's getting older. The front office is getting picked on. The coaching staff has been picked apart a few times. Mm-hmm. It's going to get harder. And Andy Reid had a history of doing this well before he ever came to Kansas City. Kansas, Andy Reid, before Pat Mahomes, was considered the guy that could never win the big game. Yep. And I feel like people forget that, and I don't know why. Well, we forgot it because it's recency bias. But it's recency. Okay, so be real honest about recency bias. You had been here before you lost to a Bengals team yesterday that hadn't. Mm-hmm. year before, 
demolished in the Super Bowl. Right. We're down by a billion the year before in the AFC Championship game. You just had Mahomes bring you back. Right. year before that, you lose in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Am I the only one starting to think that the Super Bowl was the aberration for Andy Reid? Not all of the other things. Well, I mean, it, it obviously it obviously appears to be that way. But I think we were all just hoping. We were all just hoping that this was, you know, this was how it how it goes now. Uh, we have our first one of these of the day. I'm your huckleberry. Rob Johnson, can we talk about the decision to not kick the field goal before half? The oh, Chiefs please. are way too cocky. That's exactly yeah. what I'm trying. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It is one thing, and and this is going to be a a slightly strange comparison. The NFL is a lot like teenagers. Teenagers do things, and when they get by with it, they'll start doing more things. Mm -hmm. And if you let them get by with things for just day after week after month, by the end of it, you got a kid making less than ideal decisions here. And I started seeing a lot of that in Kansas City. That's why I thought they were going to lose to Buffalo. Because I thought Buffalo was hungrier, and eventually your luck's just going to run out. I think Kansas City's going to have to take a long, introspective look at themselves and just go, eh, we're not. Uh, we're still a heavyweight for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But we're not Mike Tyson anymore. No, we're not head this and shoulders not, above everybody This is not else. we just kill everybody we get in the ring with. Now there's a whole crop of young teams that are in better financial shape than you. I don't understand. I don't. I, I wish I could have gotten into the mind of Andy Reid to figure out what he was thinking. At the end of the half, he trusts got, Pat Mahomes. That's exa- I can tell you. Exactly I, I understand that, but you have to put points on the board there. You can't but that's take not the what risk. He's thinking about you, you got to understand they're up by a ton. Eleven. Yeah, twenty-one. Twenty-one. But I 10. have Pat Mahomes, and I get the ball. Mm-hmm. I just assume he's going to score. At that time, I think had they punted one time. Mm-hmm. I think they put it one time. So I get the ball back. I'm not overly worried about it. But I know this can be a kill shot. And I trust Pat Mahomes to such a point that I just know he's going to do it. As soon as the pass interference happened in the end zone, they got the ball in the one yard line. What was your first thought? Oh, they're going to score. They're going to score right here. Yeah. But guess what? They didn't. They didn't get it in. And it was just, it was bad management and at this the end is, of the game. And this or is just like half. every heavyweight fighter you can ever imagine. They were scared of nothing mm-hmm. until they were. And as soon as they were, the decline tended to be rather precipitous. And I'm not saying it's going to happen again. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Uh, yeah, during yesterday's game, uh, as it's apropos that we were talking about that last possession before halftime because halftime did not go well. We were doing a live stream, so we didn't see the halftime show or the, uh, the, the 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 attempt at a halftime show that CBS did. Have you seen the replays of this? Uh, absolutely, I have. Oh, my gosh. So, um, what, Walker Hayes was the guy doing the – he was the the Applebee's Oreo that, that shake really song. That really annoying awful, song. Awful, awful song. That guy was doing the halftime show, and – I don't know. I mean, somebody's losing their job today. Somebody somewhere is losing their job, whether it be with CBS or whether it be with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on-field staff or the promoters of the halftime show, whoever. 
somebody losing their job today because they looked bad on television. They had one of the the, the double stack speakers right behind. The, oh, it was the, comically yeah, bad. Right behind the commentators who were trying to do a halftime show, and they're just trying to shout and scream over the music while it's going on. Boomer Esiason looked real over it. I mean, oh, in I no time. I would have been. I mean, I would have been Rodney Harrison over it. He I, looked I, at <laughs> Nate Burleson at one point and just said, "I can't hear anything you're right. saying." I don't know what you just said, but you're probably wrong. Uh, <laughs> the crazy thing is that's not the only technical snafu they had in this game no they didn't the national anthem didn't go well either it actually wound up pretty cool because the whole stadium sang that's, it that's that true was, that was that's true cool. but uh but yeah it was the yeah a lot of unpreparedness going on for that halftime show and for the pregame festivities as well with the who who was it that was singing the the uh, national anthem ashanti, ashanti. So Ashanti was singing, and the mic kept going in and out. And, you know, Arrowhead's a very loud place, and everybody just chimed in and started singing along with her. So it was great. It was kind of one of those uh, Mo Cheeks memories. I told you last week that yesterday may have been the last time you ever hear Troy Aikman and Joe Buck call a game together. Yes. Well, apparently Troy now has uh, 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 another calling. He's making his own light beer. He oh, started really? his own light beer company, and it's in the the can. Surprise, surprise! Is in Dallas Cowboy Colors. No, of course it is. And there's a little stripe right down it. You, you want to take a stab at what it's called? It's the most. But it, I, I guarantee, if you say three words, it will be one of the first things that comes to your mind. Uh, Dynasty beer. Nope. Um, think about Troy specifically. Think about Troy specifically. I don't. I don't know. Eight. Oh, the name of the beer it's is just eight. eight. It's just eight. It is the most basic looking can you have ever seen. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of want one. Why? I, I, okay. Cause I like, I like beer. You like and collectibles. I wanna, and I want to know what that tastes like. <laughs> okay. But is it, it, I mean, does he own the company? Is this like the Aikman brewing brewing company or is this through like a like lone star beer so this is actually his own company he's got his own brewery that's pushing this out good for him been working on it for two years and it is being pushed as a light beer brewed for those who never settle oh which means that cowboys fans can't drink it because they always settle oh no i told that whole story just for that just to tell the the only reason i told that story that's that's wrong that's wrong poor, poor cowboy fans it's, you know cowboy fans just can't wait for the uprising <laughs> at some point one of these days they're gonna get back and we're all gonna be sorry for it because they'll never stop they haven't stopped despite the fact that they've sucked since 1993 or 96 or whatever that was and they'll just never stop totally insufferable as we work our way through to the off season here they were, you know, we're all excited about the Super Bowl and stuff, but we got other teams that they ain't got nothing to play for except for head coaches. They're trying to find some head coaches. We had Nathaniel Hackett hired to Denver. Matt Eberflus goes to Chicago. Uh, and then yesterday, or no, I guess it was Saturday, the New York Giants got Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills. I am still dumbfounded that that is the job he took. Why? I heard from Jump Street he was the preferred option in Miami. Mm-hmm. Now, walk this back. Now the Miami Dolphins are all in on Jim Harbaugh. What does that tell you? 
they thought Brian Dayball was taking their job too. Okay. I wasn't hearing this from the birds and the squirrels. Brian Dayball actually made the decision. I would rather be with the Giants. And there's, I, I mean, I, I struggled to figure out why. I, I know he dressed the GM. Mm-hmm. They were together in Buffalo. And I can't, I don't remember how to pronounce his name. It's Shane. Shane. Joe Shane. Joe Shane. I wanted to call him Scone. Scone. But I still look at it and go, okay, you could have had Tua Tungavailoa or Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. You could have had Miami's defense or the Giants' defense. You could have been in Miami. You could have been in New York. You, all of these things lend to why would you not take the job in South Beach? And maybe he's just comfortable in New York. He likes being he likes being in the state. He loves the tax rates, all that kind of stuff. I mean, what's not to love? I'll be honest with you. I don't <laughs> think the New York Giants could have hired a coach that I would have been happier with than this one. Okay. I mean, just I, because offense is the biggest thing granted, that they need help can with? We, can we stop doing these drive-up videos? Have you seen this? Oh, so the he, one with U.S. Airways? Uh, yeah, yeah, so he dry, he pulls his truck in, and it looks like something out of Yellowstone. Like, he just jumps out. Like, Time to go to work. I don't, I don't need you to walk me through the facility, okay? I don't need to know what your walk to work looks like. If you could just come up there and go, yeah, Giants. Woo! Plenty for me. Right. But Giants fans should be ecstatic about this. I never thought with the state of that roster where Dave Gettleman left it, mm -hmm. that you would be able to get a coach this talented. Well, I mean, I, and see, I understand why somebody would want to be there. I mean, oh, because I mean, the, it's the biggest media market in the world. Right, but it's aside from the media market. It's just, it, it, it is a franchise that has a history of winning. And I get that they're not, you know. You know a long time ago. Uh, I get it was a long time ago. But Hasn't been nearly as consistent as you think either. <laughs> right. But they put themselves in a position to win. I mean, the Mara family has these these ebbs and flows. Yeah, really the only difference between the Jets and the Giants is the Giants helmet doesn't look like it came out of a pinball machine. Okay. They're very shiny. I love my team, but man, our helmets are shiny. But but the Giants win. I mean, they, they win Super Bowls. You you guys don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got lucky a couple times. Got lucky, yeah. yeah. Tom Brady, I don't know. I, don't know that I love my chances against him. <laughs> no, and I get why you would want to be there. I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna take. Swings. Well, you have two top ten picks. You got a, a quarterback in Daniel Jones that is not irrevocably broken. Mm. He's yeah. not. He's not. Yeah. I will argue with you about this until my dying day, Look, solely I'm because not. I know how bleak the quarterback market is. Look. I'm, not, I'm not saying he's irrevocably, irrevocably broken. I'm just saying he's a very, very flawed quarterback who, you know, Ryan Dayball's saying all the right things right now. He's saying all the right things of we're going to we're gonna build an offense that's suited to his skills. Hopefully that's not fumbling the ball every uh, every other possession. And we're going we're gonna to build around him to what works best. Yeah, I was reading he was, uh, he was talking about how he went to – daniel jones and said hey I, I need you to why don't you send me some of the schemes that you've been doing over the last four years and what you're familiar with and i'll see if we can or what you like to do and we'll try to work it into the playbook i need you to understand what i'm getting ready to say brian dayball just looked at two situations and t and chose daniel jones over to a tongue of that should tell you everything you need to know 
Because you've been a huge Tua supporter. Oh, he's turned a corner. A guy that's forgotten more about quarterback play in this mm-hmm. league than either of us will ever know just looked at it and went, nope, I'm good with Daniel Jones. Because you're not taking that job under the pretense of I'm going to draft one of you. I've heard that a bunch of times too. That's not exactly how this would have gone. He's going into this knowing we're still pretty committed to Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if it goes terribly in the first year, then okay, I got a whole new set of problems. Right. But at the end of the day, this was choosing Daniel Jones over Tua. That there's no other way okay. to look at this. The ownership groups are reasonably close. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Mara family is better liked. That's kind of what I was they thinking. They worry was maybe about a he lot does, of things that don't you know, make any sense to me. I, I, you know, John Mara has been one of the loudest about taunting and, and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's it's gotten to a point where some people in league circles look at him and go, "Okay, what, I mean, we understand you're nine billion years old, but like, okay, stop." You keep bringing these things up, and you have such a voice in the room that it winds up down a rabbit hole, and we're doing $10,000 fines for people throwing up a peace sign. Mm-hmm. Calm down. I mean, I think the ceiling the, the ceiling is higher if I'm looking at it from a you know from a job standpoint the other with thing New I, York than it is with Miami. Well, for one very simple reason. Look at the division. Mm-hmm. If, if you go to Miami, you know, I, I'm looking up at Buffalo, and they seem to be quite a ways away from me. Oh, New yeah. England, they're right here with us. And the Jets. And the Jets are trying to sneak I up I don't on know us. what they are. They got a quarterback that beat this Bengals team that's in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Still sounds weird to say out loud. Right. Or you can go to the Giants where, yeah, you got the Eagles, but they don't have a quarterback. The Cowboys, yeah, but they're expensive and they can't get over the hump. The Washington football team, ah, they need a quarterback. I get it. And I think it's going to be a good hire. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that the Giants have made a hire in 25 years that I think I looked at and went, yes, that's good. I mean, Tom Coughlin, but I, he always... That was so long ago. Well, a, a, it was a long time ago. B, when they hired him, it it wasn't like the slam dunk that everybody seemed to think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a couple good years in Jacksonville. There was, was less than ideal things that came out of that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I would agree with you. I think I, I, I think I like the hire. I like Brian Dayball. I think he's going to be a good coach in this league. Confirmed hires. Where do you put this one? The confirmed hires, I would say this is two. It's one for me. I would put it two behind Nathaniel Hackett. It's one for me, and it's not really all that close. I just believe in Dayball's ability to put a staff together. I love that he's keeping Patrick Graham. Mm Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the things I was really interested to see. Whoever took this job, are you going to keep the really intelligent, very highly thought of defensive coordinator? And it was the first words out of his mouth. And that just tells me, you know what? This guy gets it. This guy's been very measured about what job he was going to take. Right. He's had opportunities to be a head coach in this league before. And this is the one that he settled on and went, that's where I can win. Well, the New York Giants got them a, got, got them a good head coach, I think. I mean, I feel pretty certain about that. Of course, I think I said the same thing about Matt Rule, and that hasn't gone too well for the Carolina Panthers. Well, here's one big difference. But, Matt Rule didn't have two picks in the top eight or seven. I think they wound up at seven. Right. You change the roster a lot with two top seven picks. Oh, no doubt. And you go heavy on the offensive line and protect your running back, protect your quarterback, see what you can do with the weapons that, that you already have in the building. I think they they have a, a lot to build on offensively. 
for the New York Giants. Well, I mean, they have pieces defensively. You just got to find somebody that can bring them all together. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Patrick Graham is going to be the coordinator. I, I think having a reasonable facsimile of an offense is going to change that drastically. I'm not as dead set that Daniel Jones is unfixable. Are you starting to lose any faith in uh, Adam Schefter? Just curious. No. <laughs> it wasn't the greatest of weekends for Adam Schefter. Why? Because As, he was 100% right about Tom Brady retiring yeah. and then Tom went, no, you, and his dad, his dad, uh, no, Tom has made a decision. Tom's 100% made a decision. Uh, he didn't want this to get out before the Super Bowl happened. Right. Well, it did. Yeah, everybody, uh, so the, the shark has been jumped, so to speak, on that. Today, he's reporting in the head coaching searches that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars brought in Rich Basaccia. Rich Basaccia. To interview for their head coaching vacancy. Somebody asked us yesterday if he was going to get a head coaching job, and I laughed. But now? And I thought, who in the world outside of the Raiders would hire him? The Jacksonville Jaguars went, hold my beer. Yeah, that might be the only the only coach in the league that actually wants to take that job now. Uh, I, I, I don't do this often, but I'm going to break news. The Jacksonville Jaguars are just one step away from interviewing Adam Case. <laughs> <laughs> or David Kelly. I hear he's available. Uh, David Kelly would be better than probably half of the candidates they've actually brought in. Rich Basaccia. Just get it done with wow. Byron Leftwich. They're not gonna because they apparently don't want to get rid of Trent Balky, which is fire Trent Balky. Awful. Fire him today you're in the sportsocracy here on espn asheville green on green jeremy's on a hot streak lately let's see if he's got some winners for us coming up next here on espn asheville i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i am clarissa marshall with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. Monday means it's an exciting night in the NBA. I went one and three on Friday by a total of five points, but we're going to try to get back to our winning ways tonight. I am 33, 34 and one against the spread in 2022. I got four picks for you in the NBA. The first one, the Boston Celtics are a three and a half point favorite tonight against the Miami Heat. Miami just played a three overtime thriller against the Toronto Raptors where almost all of their starters played 45 or more minutes. Vegas is accounting for that, but not enough. I could see Boston running them out of the gym. Yeah, Boston played on Saturday, too. One to three overtime game. I could see Miami being lackadaisical. Give me the Celtics, minus three and a half. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a four-point dog tonight at home against the Portland Trailblazers. The Thunder cover spreads. Now, they've stopped doing that since I've been on them, which is really infuriating. But this Trailblazers team's not that good. No Dame Lillard, no C.J. McCollum. I don't love either of these teams, but four points is too much. Give me the Thunder, plus four. Finally, the Grizzlies are a two-point dog tonight at the Philadelphia 76ers. The over-under is 218.5. I love the under in this game. These two teams have been playing much slower in the last few weeks. 
And I'm going to be honest with you. The Grizzlies are the best team in the NBA on the road. I don't love Philadelphia. I know they've been playing better. But give me the Grizzlies plus the two under 218 and a half. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And as always, you can take those wagers over to betus.com, betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They'll give you 125% deposit bonus just for using our promo code SPORTSOCRACY at betus.com. Speaking of professional athletes, Jeremy, Dr. Ashley Lucas from PhD Weight Loss believes that there is an athlete in all of us. You think I have one in me? Uh, I think it might be a little deeper than many of the rest of us, but yes, I could actually say that. <laughs> well, she is trying to uh, help us unlock our inner athletes. Maybe a bigger job for me than it is for Jeremy, but we've got a total weight loss goal of 200 pounds, and so far we've lost over 50 combined. I'm at the uh, I'm over the 30 mark. He's over the 20 mark, and we are getting it done with PhD. I have not weighed this little since I was 24 years old. I feel great. I'm much healthier, and I can't emphasize enough how convenient this is. This is what got me in the situation I'm in. Fast food was always convenient. This is convenient, and it's healthy for you, and it makes you feel better. Dr. Ashley Lucas of PhD Weight Loss believes in us. She believes in you. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Man, every time I look up at the television, they just keep showing that uh, that last interception for the Cincinnati Bengals in in overtime. And man, I'm going to say it again. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. But let's talk about the LA Rams for a minute because they made the, they made the all-in moves. We've talked about this all season long. I said they were one of the one of the teams with the most pressure on them because they went all in. They did the deal sending Jared Goff to the Detroit Lions to get Matt Stafford because he was the guy that could win you a Super Bowl. And anything short of where we stand right now would have been a failure for this team. I fully believe it would have been seen as a disaster, even if it had come down to the final play against San Francisco and they couldn't get it done yesterday's why you made this deal yeah absolutely because matthew stafford gives you an ability to do things that jared garf was never going to do Mm -hmm. it's just the way it is i understand matthew stafford has not been the mvp candidate that a lot of people thought he would be right i tried to warn you of that before the season but i'm also the one that had the rams in the super bowl and here they are Mm -hmm. what i don't think I, I I didn't put enough into this, and I think some other people probably put too much into it. What he did is make Cooper Cup bring back Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham looked way more like the Odell Beckham I remember in New York than he ever did in Cleveland. Most definitely. And that's because of Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Any quarterback that's got an arm that big, you're always going to have to account for it. And he wasn't infallible yesterday. 31 45, 337 yards, two touchdowns, one less than ideal interception. Right. Should have had another one. 
that was a punt. Mm-hmm. Just whiskey tart, just couldn't bring it in. Ugh. I'm still dumbfounded of how you don't catch that. I yeah. honestly thought he could have fair caught it. He could have. But at the end of the day, that's why you brought him in here. Mm-hmm. And now you're exactly where you wanted to be. You've got Sean McVay against the Sean McVay pupil, Zach Taylor. I saw this shot earlier today, and I wanted to make sure to get it out. Uh, the Sean McVay coaching tree has now has now produced more Super Bowl appearances than the Bill Belichick tree. Yep. <laughs> I just thought we'd throw that out there. It's probably going to get Kevin O'Connell a job, too. Very well could. He's a finalist for a few jobs. Jacksonville, can you just please stop making this so difficult? Do you think that's who they should hire? That's who they're they're waiting. They're going to wait for two weeks to talk to Kevin O'Connell. Okay. Which I cannot for the life of me wrap my head around. But I mean, I like the kid. But good gracious. Just, okay, it's mm-hmm. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. But if you're looking at the Rams, this has been it's not been as smooth as as we thought it would be but i can credit that to you played in the toughest division in football mm-hmm. and i don't even think that's debatable no but you brought in matthew stafford to get you here that's the whole goal mm-hmm. was to get you here you probably didn't expect to play the Bengals, right but stafford just willed them to a victory yesterday Something I've yet to hear anybody mention. They couldn't run to save their lives yesterday. Mm-hmm. Running game was pathetic. I think they averaged like two, 2.3 or 2.4 yards a carry. And Matthew Stafford made mistakes. Made plenty of them. But at the end of the day, you won. They didn't. Right. And the difference to me, I don't care what QBR says. I don't care what any of it says. The difference was Jimmy Garoppolo to Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. because those two teams played dead heat for right at 60 minutes yes who made the last mistake it was jimmy the inferior quarterback Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about jimmy in the next segment jimmy's catching a lot of heat today well i think as he should i mean he i think patrick mahomes should be catching more shade today than jimmy g but I mean that's just me. I, I think that I, I think Patrick making the big failures was a a bigger story than Jimmy G. I mean we all kind of expected it, right? Didn't we all kind of expect that to happen? I mean we'll talk about that in the next segment, but still. Well, I mean what Matthew Stafford brought L.A. was a was more of a margin for error. When you've got a quarterback that can do things that he can, nobody has ever doubted, doubted the arm talent on Matthew Stafford. No, nobody. Made Calvin Johnson. Not sitting here telling you Calvin Johnson wouldn't have been great no matter where he went because he probably would have. <laughs> Made Calvin Johnson. That's that's hard for people to swallow. I'm not saying you're wrong. Don't give me don't 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 think I'm trying to go there. But I mean, this has been a narrative for Matthew his entire career. I mean, coming out of Georgia, number one quarterback, went to the playoffs three times, was 0-3 in the playoffs, and everybody called what did they call him? Stat Padford. That's all he was there for. It was just a throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards, and your team's not really good. You're never going to get over that hump. And I think this is, the, this is a great coming-of-age story. But your question is, this is the best trade 
in the NFL since when? And I thought about it, and I think it's Randy Moss. The only two that I'm even going to listen to would be Randy Moss or Marshall Falk. Mm -hmm. Marshall Falk would be my answer. I mean, obviously the Randy Moss trade would have been better if there wasn't that little uh, Eli Manning feller who had screwed it all up for him. 18 wins, one giant loss. (laughs) Right. But, I mean, him and Tom Brady set season records when he was there. Uh, by the way, I just I, I feel like I should point this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times did Calvin Johnson make the uh, uh, AP first team, AP all pro first team with Matthew Stafford? Four times? Five times? Uh, he made it three times and was second team once. Okay. How many times did he do it without him? None. Is zero. Yeah. He was there two years before Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anybody that goes, oh, I didn't make Calvin Johnson. Well, all those career years, you remember? Yeah, they were with Stafford. Right. And then granted, it was a whole lot of oh, what's Dan uh, Orlovsky and bad. Right. Before, I get that. I feel like there's a lot of shade thrown at Matthew Stafford. There is. And there's only one reason that I've ever been able to figure out why. Okay. It's because he went one. Mm-hmm. If he had gone two. In the same draft, I genuinely think you would look at him as a great success story in this league. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a great player, obviously, but I oh, got nobody's ever I, doubted what I got, kind I, of. I got I got Georgia glasses, so Yeah, you're you're not <laughs> Right, like I'm I'm, I'm 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 trying I'm trying to be impartial because he has had a lot of failures, but there's been a lot of good around it. And everybody got nervous when he started throwing interceptions late in the season. They were like, oh, this is the Matt Stafford. Heck, yesterday. Yesterday on the first drive, when he the ball gets tipped, he throws it over the middle to Cooper Cup. Ball gets knocked out. It gets intercepted. And you say, oh, oh that's, a, that's a Matt Stafford throw. Well, look where he's at now. Mm-hmm. He found Cooper Cup twice and they're going to the super bowl well, let me ask you a question there's only one quarterback in the last 18 19 years that falls into the category of of what i'm getting ready to say okay name me a quarterback that went in the top five that's obviously not been just outright bust so take out the vince youngs and and guys like that mm-hmm. name me one that's been better than matthew stafford Ooh. that did not go one there's one answer in the last 20 years, and it's Phillip Rivers. Okay. Now, who's a better quarterback historically? I would think it's Matt now. I kind of tend to agree with Matt you. Matt just passed him. The one Super Bowl appearance was enough. Absolutely. On That's merit alone, it would have been Matthew Stafford the entire time. Mm-hmm. If you're go- just going straight, strictly analytics or stats or however you want to do that, it would have been Matthew Stafford three days ago. Yep two years ago and six weeks from now Mm -hmm. no matter what happened he never had the weapons that philip did exactly exactly and and i've always kind of thought that the heat that goes on stafford is completely undue there have been multiple opportunities for this team to kind of fall apart Mm -hmm. you remember when they got just demolished on monday night football by the 49ers i do you could have fallen apart after that Mm -hmm. they didn't Mm -hmm. they didn't do you know they're the only team in the NFL? We did power rankings every week of this season. Do yeah. you know they're the only team in the NFL that was in the top five 
every time we did it. Every really? time. They never fell out. Five is the furthest they fell. Wow. They're the only team that can say that. Because one week I lost faith in the Bills and they fell six. <laughs> well, we've always believed that they have the ability. It was, how is Matt going to screw it up? And guess what? Matt's off the hook now. And the unfortunate thing is, if he loses to the Bengals, that will continue forever. Oh, he can't win the big game. Absolutely. See, the, the, the Cinderella Bengals beat him in the Super Bowl. Be real honest with yourself. Lost his running back in the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's actually in camp. It wasn't even in the preseason. It was in mini camp. Right. Just now has come back. Lost his number one wide receiver. People forget that. The number Robert one Woods. was Robert Woods, yep. not Cooper Cup. Yep. Lost Tyler Higby yesterday. Made Kendall Blanton a thing. <laughs> By the way, Kendall Blanton, more yards yesterday than George Kittle. Yep. Unsung hero of the day yesterday. He was so good. Blanton. We said Kendall Blanton's oh, yeah. name way more often than I, I would have ever believed. Right. Oh, I mean, when he scored last week against Tampa Bay, I went, who is Kendall Blanton and what is he doing on the field? And then Higby gets hurt. He comes in, and it was just like the machine just kept on mm-hmm. rolling. And he had, what, five catches for 58 yards or something in a touchdown? Like I felt like he was an unsung hero of yesterday. He absolutely was. He absolutely was. Mm-hmm. And for all of the heat that has been on Stafford all year long, for, oh, he didn't throw for 5,000 yards. and Of course he didn't. Didn't have to. Of course he didn't. That's not what Sean McVay does. Just because that team went through a period where they couldn't stop anybody, they're more reliant on a run game than you would think. And in the biggest game of their season, where they couldn't run to save their lives, Matthew Stafford brings you out of it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the defense helped. Obviously, the defense helped. But I'll be honest with you. I think if Jared Goff is the starting quarterback of the L.A. Rams yesterday, I firmly believe the San Francisco 49ers would be going to the Super Bowl. Not agree. And to me, that makes this the best trade anybody's made in the last 20 years. Okay. Because you take that – your argument would have been Randy Moss. Yes. You take that 18-1 and one New England Patriots team. Right. They were good anyway. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic, would have been Super Bowl favorites regardless. Randy did give them another level because now Tom could go over the top in a way that he couldn't do that before. Right. I would argue the entire offense for the Rams runs better with Matthew Stafford than it ever did with Jared Goff. Because Goff had such limitations that you had to scheme things open. It's the reason Cooper Cup's best year, when did it happen? Mm-hmm. Because he's an inside slot receiver guy that requires a little bit of a aggressive quarterback, we'll say. Right. You're not going to have a slot receiver do what Cooper Cup did this year if you don't take some chances. Joe Burrow, same thing. Mm-hmm. I would argue there's not a quarterback in the NFL that would be better for Jamar Chase than Joe Burrow. Total aside, the number one thing that blew my mind yesterday, other than Pizza Hut, which we we will get to that <laughs> yeah, momentarily kudos was we did a poll on best receiver still left in the playoffs there was one from every team jamar chase got a vote mm-hmm. a singular that kind of dumbfounded me you think he's way better than that he was your one right he was my one yeah, yeah. He's yeah all, so you the were the only one the one vote you were was the only me. one <laughs> which still just dumbfounds me yeah 
I mean, well, you're just a forward thinker. You're you're a deeper no, thinker I'm than all the rest say, of us. Well, because there really wasn't a wrong answer. I mean, the 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 the, the ones out there were Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Yep. There's not a wrong answer in that. I'm just shocked nobody else went with Jamar Chase. Yeah. And it was Cooper Cup by a mile. I was also dumbfounded by how many people went with Cooper Cup. Like, man, I wish I'd asked that question during the Bengals game because I feel like that might have changed the answer. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup by a mile in the poll. And then I think Debo was second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your guy came in last. Yeah, Jamar Chase was dead last. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, the best trade since Marshall, Marshall Falk. Falk. Marshall Falk. Because Marshall Falk really made that Kurt Warner Rams team way more than people want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kurt Warner was the fun story they made Disney movies about. Yeah, Marshall Falk was the best running back I've ever seen. There's a whole lot of similarities between those two teams, too. I mean, we talked mm-hmm. about this at the beginning, you know, the biggest underdog stories. I mean... You look at the at the building of that St. Louis Rams team. You know, the only difference is one of them took a quarterback that no one had heard of, but then they did. Right. The other one found a quarterback at a grocery store. Right. But you look at the wide receivers, Weapons the running back. It, it was, I mean, it was all kind of just cookie cutter. And a team that went from worst to first. Now, the San Francisco 49ers, they got a decision to make. And I believe no that their quarterback made the decision for them yesterday Oh, but after his play in the NFC Championship game. We'll talk about the future for Jimmy G and how much blame he gets or should be getting right after this here on ESPN Asheville. So much of life these days is rushing around from one place to another. Sometimes you just want to enjoy the journey on the way to the destination. And part of what makes it a little more enjoyable is an appreciation for the folks who help you get there. At Ingalls, we know that the people who send you on your way are the same ones who keep you coming back. I think you should take it for a spin. Are you serious? <laughs> Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And don't forget to check us out at thesportsocracy.com. Just click on that live video link. You can watch the show each and every day rather than just uh, listen to us here on uh, ESPN Asheville or, of course, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hit that subscribe button so you can get in on the comments. Uh, where Where does Jimmy G go from here? San Francisco 49ers fell short in the nfc championship game losing for the first time in seven meetings with the uh, la rams and nobody looks worse today well i think patrick mahomes looks worse today than jimmy g but jimmy g's taking a whole lot of heat and especially it's all because of that last interception and you got aaron donald hanging all over you and you're just praying that something's gonna happen and you throw it right to the defense let me ask it's fun you, times. Let me ask you a question. What quarterback yesterday had the highest QBR? The highest QBR? Mm-hmm. Um, was it Jimmy G? It was Jimmy Garoppolo. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Stop that. 71 for Garoppolo, 61.9 for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Joe Burrow was a 
And Pat Mahomes was a 40.8. How? How is that possible? Analytically, Jimmy Garoppolo was just fine. Yeah. And I think the fact that he's catching so much heat for what happened is stupid. I mean, that was the ultimate boneheaded decision, though. I mean, you can't deny that. Uh, but no, I don't dispute that. Okay. The pass was a little high. Mm-hmm. But Elijah Mitchell was still standing right there. That ball did get tipped up in the air, and I don't know why nobody seems to want to say that. Mm-hmm. I also know that Jimmy Garoppolo is a, let's say he's reasonably limited. The longest run the 49ers had yesterday was nine yards. They had two runs of nine yards. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they didn't have one go longer than five, which tells me he was behind the chains all day. Yes. That's not what Jimmy Garoppolo does. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. You want to fall to anybody? I'll tell you who I fully believe the blame should be on. Uh, the great kazoo, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Can we get him a new hat? There, there is something about the way he wears hats that makes his head look like it is as big as the hood of an Impala. We should get him those little uh, Peaky Blinders hats like uh, Bruce Arians He needs has. something with a flap like over the ears. I, like, I don't really know. <laughs> like a Sherlock Holmes hat? Yeah, he needs something. Because, I mean, and look, there is nobody that is less prone to talk about the the cranium size of another person than me because i have the biggest head i've ever seen in my life right but every time i see him wearing a hat i'm like could you put that on backwards or maybe turn it to the side a little it, bit like, it just I doesn't fit know his what head. you need to do it just doesn't fit his head what did the san francisco 49ers do well yesterday what did they do well mm-hmm. um not real sure they were pretty good defensively i mean, I, I mean yeah What'd they do well offensively? George Kittle was largely irrelevant. Which he has been for five weeks. He had a touchdown. Other than that, not great. Mm-hmm. Best plays on offense, good passes by Jimmy Garoppolo to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Yep. That's it. And so the guy that kept you in this game is the guy <laughs> you're blaming for losing it. Yep. I cannot understand that. I feel like Okay, and I'm going to say something a little weird here. Nobody should be shocked that I'm going to say something odd. Mm-hmm. I feel like if Jimmy Garoppolo was not the the NFL quarterback that every one of our wives thought was so cute, we would not bang on him this much. Because it, that's the only thing that makes any sense. He gets killed. He's one of the winningest quarterbacks in the league. And everybody kills him for every little stupid thing that he does. He throws a bad interception. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a bad interception. It was a bad decision to try to check it down. Throw it out of bounds. You know who else threw a bad interception yesterday? Pat Mahomes. Right. You know who else threw a bad interception yesterday? Joe Burrow. Just so happened Jimmy's was in crunch time. Mm-hmm. And I I don't and, know. And, that, and, that and by the way, I don't know that all of your wives find uh, I can tell you HWA does. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. So I mean, there ain't no shock to that. I mean, I agree with you. I feel like the guy who should be getting the most heat today is Patrick Mahomes. But Jimmy G, I mean, he he has his share of it. Because that last play was just so bad. Of, like I said, I know you're under duress, buddy, but there are, there are several things you could have done there other than give it to the other team. And I don't 
don't dispute that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like San Francisco is about to walk into, you're going to get what you asked for, and you may live to regret it. Well, I mean, they were always going to play that game. Well, I mean, and, and I understand that. I didn't really understand what it was that San Francisco saw of we have to trade up for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I never understood that. I still don't understand that. I mean, I understand that Trey Lance has a high side to his game. I mean, my closest comp to him was good Cam Newton with a better arm. So, yes, I do understand how having a quarterback that is that mobile and that multiple in that system is going to be harder to defend. I have never looked at the San Francisco 49ers and gone, your problem is Jimmy Garoppolo. Your biggest problem is every player on your team, I think, is made of popsicle sticks. Every one of them gets hit real hard. Guaranteed, they're going to the sideline. I don't think I've ever watched a game with Debo Samuel in it that he didn't get help at the sideline at some point. Mm-hmm. And I love the guy. But, okay, this guy beat Jamar Chase as best receiver in the NFL in a bowl we did yesterday. But Jimmy Garoppolo's always been on the outside of that I'm not telling you tier. he's great. No, no, no. He I, doesn't I understand have that. to be. I, I understand in that. In this system, you just need a guy that's not going to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And for 58 minutes, Jimmy Garoppolo did exactly what you asked him to do. Yes. One bad decision, and he's the reason you lost. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. Jimmy Garoppolo's not the reason you lost. He's not. The reason you lost is because you could not put them away. You could not stop them when it mattered. There's a lot of blame to go around here. And the only thing I've heard all day long is, well, San Francisco can't wait to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo to turn the raids over to Trey Lance. Because there's a higher upside okay. with him. I will promise you. I will, I'm will. i a betting individual. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance starter next year. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you a dollar to a donut to anything in between. They don't get back here next year. I'll agree with that. I, anything you want. The learning curve is going to be steep for this kid. Mm-hmm. Level of competition, yeah. Yeah. toughest division in football. Yep. And I feel like there's going to come a time next year that Jimmy Garoppolo is, oh, I don't know, throwing dimes to Terry McLaurin for the Washington football team, where San Francisco is going to go, you know, we really didn't appreciate that guy. It'd be nice if we could get old, 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 old Jimmy back. Depending I, on I'd what they see can it. get, I literally see it in the offing. That's it. Depending on what they can get, I mean, if you can, if you can get, they're not going to get as much as you think. I don't know what they're going to get. I mean, what, what do you think they get? You going to get a two, a three? I would say it's going to look strikingly similar to the Carson Wentz deal. Two it's, conditional twos that, based on playing time, can move up to a one. You're not getting a one in this draft. I will promise you that. Right. Because they know you're leveraged. You did this to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think John Lynch is a brilliant GM. But you did this to yourself. The entire league knows you're moving off Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. So why are they going to aggressively throw offers at you? Well, they're going to get in a bidding war with themselves. The the quarterback needy teams will, I I mean, Denver, Pittsburgh, Washington. Denver has higher sights than Jimmy Garoppolo. I agree. I don't think he fits in Pittsburgh. Uh, David Evans Olson just asked that in the, uh, that in the comments, and uh, that was the next thing I was getting ready to say. I don't think he fits particularly well in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. There's one team where I really think he could be the best that he is. Here's the other problem. Almost every quarterback needy team 
He's in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play him every? Do you want to have to go through Jimmy Garoppolo? If you're San Francisco, do you really want to ship him to Washington with how much talent they have defensively? Mm-hmm. How well he can run a very similar offense? You really want to risk that? Because I don't think you do. No. And if you do, you're playing with fire. And if you get burnt, you get what you get. Right. Highest odds uh, for his next landing spot? I'll throw these out, you, out at you real quick. You tell me if you like it or not. Plus 400 to Pittsburgh. I don't think he fits that scheme. Plus 400 to Washington. I love that one. Plus 550 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stop. <laughs> Kyle Trask is your quarterback. I'm sorry that your that, that your 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 best friend retired and and now you are something awful. But Pl- no. Plus 600 to the Denver Broncos. I get it, but I think they have higher aspirations. And then there are three teams with at plus 700 right now to be the next landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, these are going to be so stupid. I see it coming. I see it coming. (laughs) Uh, They all have quarterbacks already. Uh, Miami. That one's dumb. The Carolina Panthers. That one's dumber. And the Las Vegas Raiders. I hate people sometimes. Whoever made those lines, I don't like you. Because now I'm going to have to answer that question way more times than I want to. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, so we had a uh, nor'easter go through the northeast and uh, brought ice all over the place. Uh, And in Seymour, Connecticut... The Seymour Fire Department got called to the scene of a home on Walnut Street on Saturday night because the homeowner was trying to remove remove ice from the outside of his dwelling. Now, Jeremy, do you know what a garden torch is? I know what a garden is. Uh-huh. I know what a torch is. Uh-huh. I do not know what a garden torch is. Now, we're not talking about, this is not tiki torches. This is not like decorative torches. They're, I didn't know what this was either. I had to look it up. That this is an actual thing that you can buy at the store that is a little flamethrower that you use to burn weeds in your garden. I don't feel like that should be sold. <laughs> I know at least eight people that would do just horrible things to themselves accidentally with you being one of them. Oh, the homeowner attempted to melt the snow from this weekend's nor'easter with a garden torch and accidentally set the siding of his trailer on fire. And the... <laughs> And the fire department, of course, thankfully, due to the wetness of the weather and the very cold, the fire didn't get too out of control, so they were able to put the flames out very, very quickly. But this guy has a giant hole that you could drive a truck through in his front door because he was trying to remove, obviously, the the ice from the front steps of the property. <laughs> I I don't feel like we should have to say this. You don't remove snow with a flamethrower. <laughs> Not a flamethrower. Garden torch. You can call it whatever you want. You described it as a miniature garden flamethrower. That's what it is. Just like how do you how do you look at your house with a flamethrower and go, this is a great idea. I th- I think this is going to work well. Right. The fire department had to go back after uh, some false information was put out calling this a flamethrower. They had to go back and say, no, 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 it wasn't a flamethrower. It was a garden torch. And then they put out the PSA of, we don't feel we need to tell people this, but... You do. 
It's not yeah, a good idea. Do. Uh, if you don't believe that you do, go to TikTok and watch what people post on it. Right. I think there should now be warning labels on everything. Uh, that's a story that guy will never live down. Speaking of a story that somebody will never live down, somebody in Alabama had an idea. Okay. And they work in the government. And it's somebody on the on the council of Florence, Alabama. Uh, have you ever been to Florence? Uh, no. I have gone through there a couple times. And um, when I first saw this, I went, yeah, that's what I say every time I see Florence, Alabama coming on the sign. Where is Florence? Uh, give me a minute, I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I know where Flomation is, but I don't know where Florence is. So Florence, Alabama needed a new slogan. Okay. And a new logo. I didn't know cities had logos, but apparently they do. Yeah, of course they do. So they came up with a slogan of live for more. That's not the funny part. Okay. They hired a firm to come up with their logo. And their idea was to spell out flow. F-L-O. Okay. And so the way they did that is they made a great big capital F and then made an exclamation point with the L and the O. So, and you can you can take this wherever you want to. I'm just going to, it's F exclamation point, live for more. That's the new slogan of Florence, Alabama. <laughs> Capital F exclamation point, live for more. Apparently the residents are not really happy because they feel like this outside firm was trying to say something about their town, and they're very upset that they did not hire from someone within it that understood the town that could better wrap people's brains around what happens in Florence, Alabama. Live for more. Yeah, that mean is that like aim higher? That's like, like the new out. Navy slogan. Get out while you still can. That, that that's Air the Force. only one that would have been worse, right? And you basically use an expletive as your logo. <laughs> I just would love to know. And it's very clear what it is, dude. It's not mm. like, oh, we didn't see that. No, you made exactly what you tried to make. We're just trying to make your town seem cool. We know it's not. So we're just trying to be edgy. The funny thing is that they printed this on beer koozies. <laughs> so they had just a slew of them. Oh. They were trying to give them out at a public event and nobody would take them nobody would take nobody them? would take them they have thousands of them then they must have i mean come on i feel like those would go like hotcakes See, if you ever did that in Asheville, those things would be the most popular thing in town beer koozies with something like that i've never understood the point of a beer koozie it keeps your beer cold if you drink it slowly well yeah not oh, everybody the guzzles them by the dozen like you do Look, okay, I don't need your shade there, Mr. Byfloor. I'm not I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying not everybody's in a race. Sometimes, you know, we got a lot of nurses in this community. Oh, Stephen Tao said post the picture of that sign on Twitter. I can do that. It's really funny. F exclamation point. And somebody looked at that and went, We're good. Do Come better. That, that's basically what they said. Do better than Florence. Uh, literally i think that's the only <laughs> motto that would have possibly been worse <laughs> you could do better florence alabama florence alabama 
Run! Yikes. As the carousel continues to turn in the NFL, we're we're talking about coaches. Where are they going to land? Where are they not? Um, latest on the Saints job? I've heard they're... They're hiring a defensive guy. That's all I can Oh, they are? You. Yeah, it's either going to be Aaron Glenn, uh, Brian Flores, or Dennis Allen. And okay. I would give... I, if I was putting a percentage on it, I would say Dennis Allen is 90%. So the report... Aaron Glenn's 9 and Brian Flores is... Uh, so one of the reports this morning was that Doug Peterson's been brought in. He's interviewed for it. He's not getting that job. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why he would want that job. I mean, I get that you think that you're going to be able to hold on. Unfortunately, you're going to see how Sean Payton was the great Band-Aid. You're oh, going to go away from one of the best play callers in the last 20 years in the NFL mm-hmm. with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston shoe buddy oh and by the way you're 75 million dollars over the cap Mm -hmm. i firmly believe it's going to be dennis allen okay keep it in the family but i've heard that since well before sean payton actually left Mm -hmm. that he would be the heir apparent when i first reported this that that sean payton could look to go into television basically it was tied to the only way he would feel good doing that is if he knew dennis allen would get a fair shake at the job okay it's very well thought of in the league I mean, it's not going to be pretty in New Orleans. Could you see a scenario where Dennis Allen gets the head coaching job and they bring in Doug Peterson no. to be the offensive no. coordinator? No. Doug Peterson's not taking an offensive coordinator job. He won okay. a Super Bowl. Okay. I'm just asking the you, question. You wouldn't even it, it, You wouldn't even ask that question. This story came out right before noon that Doug Peterson had been brought in for an interview and, you know, he's obviously very close with Sean Payton. So I feel like that's one of those... Hey, you gotta you gotta talk to you. You ought to talk to Doug. Doug might be a good solution for you. So, I mean, he's gonna have the endorsement of Sean Payton. So I don't know. Good thing. Come up with some kind of a work share opportunity there, where he's like the associate head coach. I don't know. Doug doesn't really feel like he got a fair shake in Philadelphia. He didn't. I don't think you're going to sign up for for New Orleans. I mean, I'm sure he went down there and talked to him. And- mm-hmm. But it looks to me like this is going to be a defensive coach. I've I've thought it was Dennis Allen the entire time. Right. Apparently, him and Brian Flores are fine. And I don't and I don't buy Brian Flores. Why not? I don't know why you would do that. I I, I don't for the life of me understand if you're Brian Flores, why would you tie yourself to that? I mean, I get that the defense is good. You've mm-hmm. got defensive talent. Mm-hmm. Your offense is going to be bad, ba bad, bad, ba bad, bad. You think it was a headache to to deal with Tua Tonga Vailoa? Oh, wait till you deal with Jameis Winston I think or Taysom Hill. Brian Flores still the uh, still I think the favorite to get the Houston job, don't you think? I you you remember that thing I just said about why would he take the Saints job? Yeah. Ditto, times a billion D. But you have if the I'm ability Brian to Flores, build something there. I mean, you're going to get a lot of draft capital from the from the Deshaun deal. <laughs> okay, so what you just did mm-hmm. is you looked at a house that has burned down. Yes, and then a a a whole flock of pigeons came in, and Florence, Alabama, <laughs> pooed on the spot. All right, do better. And now you're like, well, but we can build a new house yes and probably two coaches from now 
will reap the benefits of that. Possibly so. I wouldn't. I mean 100% what I'm getting ready to say. If the Houston Texans offered me their job, I would turn them down. Yep. I, and I'll be honest with you, I think Josh McCown's going to get that job. Yeah, They're going to take a flyer on a guy say, they know. I was going to say, I think it's going to be somebody that don't have a whole lot of options. Well, I mean, Josh McCown's other option is, well, I could go back and coach high school. That's really the pool that the Texans should be picking from. <laughs> so, right. Philip Rivers, you just you heard it here first. Philip Rivers, 100%. next head coach Call of the Phillip Texans. Call Philip Rivers, see if he's interested. <laughs> The Las Vegas Raiders, meanwhile, that they're going with the Patriots. They're going uh, trying to build something out in the desert, New England style. They're going and, and, with and Dave look, Ziegler and uh, and Josh, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels as their head coach. And, and I've already bashed this. We felt really sure Friday this is how this was going to go. Right. The one thing I will say that I did not say when we talked about this Friday is there is a possibility that Josh McDaniels has grown up. When he was head coach in Denver, there were just rampant rumors of him being the biggest jerk on earth. And the thing that I've never understood, you have a team that that bonded together through all of this strife and all of these issues that the Raiders had. They loved Basaccia, and now you're bringing in the jerk to be your head coach. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Could it work? Sure. He's one of the biggest names that you could have hired in this cycle. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that job was more attractive than that. And and I think they could have done better with that. Now, the one thing that I have heard, and it started trickling out about the time McDaniel's name got floated with the Raiders. Don't be shocked if he brings in Brian Flores to be his defense coordinator. Okay. Because Flores is not going to take one of these death jobs. There, there are three jobs left that are literally, uh, to me, they're career homicide so it's new orleans jacksonville houston well no jacksonville if you can make something out of um trevor if you can make something out of trevor so there's only two left okay so it's new orleans and new orleans houston. and houston the two jobs he's up for right you got five on it today jeremy i do you got some winners to give us let's uh let, let's hear it <laughs> Time to make some money, Jeremy. Your last two days, only one miss in the five on it. Yeah, and if the Thunder could, okay, put away a game, <laughs> I would be perfect in the last two days. Aww. But they couldn't. I'm going back to the well with the Thunder and green on green, but I have three for you here in I Got Five on it. First, one I've already given you. 218 and a half is the over-under between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Philadelphia 76ers. Something a lot of people don't seem to realize, those two teams are playing markedly slower than they have been over the course of the year. The number has gone down precipitously all day. It's still not low enough. If this doesn't get below 212, I'm great. I got 50 on it. Under 218 and a half, Memphis Grizzlies, Philadelphia 76ers. I got 50 on it. The Duke Blue Devils traveled to Notre Dame tonight. They are a five and a half point favorite. I get that Notre Dame has a very talented player. I get that Notre Dame is at home. Here's the difference. They cannot contend Jimmy, Jimmy's and Joe's with the Duke Blue Devils. This team is really deep. This team has had a couple ugly games, and I could easily see them trying to prove a point tonight. I got 50 on it. Duke Blue Devils minus five and a half. 
you know I can't resist this. It's my favorite song. It's my favorite school. And they're catching way too many tonight. Country roads take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia's a 14-point dog tonight at Baylor. Baylor just played two days ago, and they played an Alabama team that wore them out. I'm not saying West Virginia's going to win this game. I kind of think they do. They're not going to. I have to talk myself out of doing the dumb thing and saying money line right here, which is what I want to do. But this number's way too high. Give me Press Virginia plus 14. I got 25 on it. Take all those wagers over to BetUs.com. BetUs.com. Promo code Sportsocracy. Get that 125% deposit bonus today with promo code Sportsocracy at BetUs.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Dirty, perky, shark, and back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Dirty, shark, and back flat. Oh, let the hate flow through you. One of the prevailing thoughts of the day has been that Jimmy Garoppolo cost the San Francisco 49ers a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Tell me you're a spoiled fan base without telling me you're a spoiled fan base. You just had a quarterback that went 33-14 and 14 for you, and you literally cannot get rid of this guy fast enough for a rookie that you've seen throw less than 100 passes. I'm just saying, as a Jets fan, Jimmy Garoppolo would probably be the third best quarterback in our franchise history, and it really irks me to watch a guy that's been such a pro, such an unbelievable teammate, through all of this, hasn't said anything in the media, hasn't been a problem, and led you to the NFC Championship game, and you cannot stop heaping problems and blame and all of our problems are on jimmy garoppolo well fantastic san francisco 49ers fans you will get your wish this offseason jimmy garoppolo will no longer be the quarterback of the san francisco 49ers my only hope is that he finds a fan base that actually appreciates him maybe oh i don't know the washington football team who haven't really had a true starting quarterback in 30 years because he will go there and be successful and you will roll the dice with a draft pick that you took at three which never made any sense to me still doesn't make any sense to me and when you're not back here next year or the year after that or the year after that i don't want to hear any complaining because you got exactly what you wanted i'm mad 
You don't think Trey? What? I thought you were on the Trey Lance bandwagon. You were like leading Trey the Trey Lance bandwagon. I like Trey Lance. It's going to take copious amounts of time. Kid's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Came from an FCS school. Is not a polished passer anyway. You want the exact opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo? You got it. Right. And could it work for you? Could Kyle Shanahan ter- turn this into a great quarterback down the line? Sure. You know when it's not going to happen? Week one of next year. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to hear anything from – and it's not all 49er fans. We have several of them that watch this show. Right. They're totally – they know exactly where this is. Mm-hmm. But I've listened to national media just crush Jimmy Garoppolo all day, and it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense to me. It's a lazy narrative. It's a lazy narrative for people that, I'll be honest with you, you don't understand this game. If you're telling me the reason they lost this game was Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. If you can't see that he was not the problem, he had one, but there was one bad play at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Got news for you. If Trey Lance had been your quarterback, you would have been in that game. Would have been over long before that. But enjoy it. You, you get what you want. Sometimes in life we get what we ask for, and it's not always what it was cracked up to be. Then I believe the narrative would have been the same regardless of who it was. If the same thing had happened to Matthew Stafford, that's all we'd be hearing today. Mm-hmm. That's all we'd be hearing is Matthew Stafford can't win the big one. And Jimmy's got that. See, that's the problem with Jimmy. He's already got that stink on him. He's already got that stink on him from the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, here's uh, here's where I would I would say the Matthew Stafford thing. Uh, he's 86, 95, and 1 as a starter. Jimmy Garoppolo is 33 and 14. Mm-hmm. Stop. The narrative is insane to me. Right. And it's gotten to such a stupid point that I can't wrap my brain around it. The next two weeks are going to be fun as we get ready and get you all prepped for the big game in L.A. The Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Keep it right here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville and, of course, on the YouTube stream. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, and we always uh, do a happy hour. The third uncensored hour web only is coming up next, and it is a musicocracy Monday. Yes, we'll talk about all the sports things from from yesterday. We'll answer all the questions in the comments as well. But uh, if you think Jeremy was mad about that, wait till you hear who Jeremy believes is the most overrated band of all time. That's going to make you mad. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Hit the subscribe button. Join the House of Reprehensibles. Get in on the chat. Third hour is coming up next. We'll be back here on ESPN Asheville tomorrow at 3.